Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
Father, we thank you tonight for an opportunity to bring an offering before you. Blessed in the name of your Son, we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Tonight, the same way that the lady was made whole by touching his garment, tonight, whatever it is, will be made whole. Because tonight we have in our midst an anointed man of God, chosen from among men. Chosen from among men. A prophet whose prophecies has come to pass. A father and a shepherd whom I have tasted his shepherdorial anointing and his love for the children of God. So tonight, without much speaking, let us open our hearts and let us stand up and welcome the ministry of Reverend Dr. Charles Osei.
Lord. My place, will you be crucified? He died. He died. You know, you're only son for us to show. Oh, you to live within that Savior's love. You took my you took my shame. Oh, you be crucified in love. You love die. And people won't deserve it. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. You took my place. You took my place. No, will you be crucified? No, will you be crucified? You and you die. A people on this Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us share a word of prayer. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for a time in your presence. We thank you for the work on Calvary. We thank you for the cross. Thank you that for what you did about 2,000 years ago. Tonight we stand here saved, healed and delivered. You have given us a hope and a future. And we are grateful. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this atmosphere. You are the teacher. You are the master. You are the savior. Come and teach us. Lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please take your seat. Please take your seat. You are all welcome to our beautiful two-day Easter convention. in one of the most beautiful chapels in all New York City. Hallelujah. But tonight, it's not about the chapel. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what happened about 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. As we are in the Holy Week, the, we, we, we just want to find out if you came with your Bible, I think it would be a good idea for us to read um, the scriptures. Hallelujah. What was, what was, what was going on? Actually, let's look at Luke, the book of Luke. Okay. Luke chapter 22. Can I see the scriptures on the screen? Because I want to read the Bible. Luke 22. Now, this is, this is what was happening about 2,000 years ago. Okay. The Bible says that now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. Next one. And the chief priest and the scribe sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Hallelujah. God bless you. 
God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Then entered Satan into Judas, surname Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. Hallelujah. So, I am talking about, see, this type of, this is Easter convention. No screaming, no shouting. Open your heart and listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. 2,000 years ago, or about, around the same hour, because if you watch the Passion of Christ, the betrayal happened the night before. The chief priest, go back to verse 1, had, had an, always had an idea of wanting to crucify Jesus Christ. So, there comes one of his own people by the name Judas Iscariot who comes to surrender him or betray. The word is betrayal. Betray him. So, and betrayal, you see, betrayal in most governments, in most countries, is considered high treason. And there are a lot of offenses. Little, little felonies. You still, you, you, I mean, you pick somebody's pocket or a road traffic accident or you shoplift. Those are felonies. None of them rises to the scale of treason. And betrayal is treason. High offense. Are you hearing me? So the, my message tonight is is why did Judas betray Christ? Why? Why did he betray Christ? Hallelujah. You see, because betrayal in itself is very painful. Are you hearing me? Because betrayal means trust is broken. And it's very painful when you trust somebody and the person breaks your trust. Hallelujah. Because life, life is built on trust. Or life and relationship is built on trust. Hallelujah. The whole concept of life and relationship is built on trust. If I don't trust you, I cannot live with you. If I don't trust you, I can't move along with you. Are you hearing me? So trust is cardinal. Hallelujah. It, when you read Psalm 11 verse 3, Psalm 11 verse 3, the book of Psalms, Psalm 11 verse 3, it says that if the foundation be destroyed, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundation, in other words, when you don't lay the right foundation, there's little you can do. Hallelujah. We are sitting in this big auditorium, big building, and we feel secure because a deep foundation was dug before they put this thing here. Hallelujah. So the foundations of things are important. The security and the stability of this place is because of how deep the foundation is. 
And many architects tell me the deeper the foundation, the higher the superstructure. So if you want to build something that will last, that will go far, that will go long, then dig a deep foundation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because he said that if the foundation be destroyed, how can the righteous build? Relationships are built on trust. Marriage, marriage is built on trust. Hallelujah. If you want marriage to go a long way, then it must be built on trust. That is why when trust is broken, marriage becomes shaky. The whole concept of marriage is built on trust. So if you can't trust him, don't marry him. If you can't trust her, don't marry her. Because marriage is built on trust. Are you hearing me? That is why the Bible says, that is why it is not right to meet somebody and within a short time you say you are getting married. And your reason being that I have fallen in love. You have fallen in love. No. The Bible does not tell Christians to fall in love. It says we should walk in love. Not fall in love. Hallelujah. The, yeah, many people fall. When you fall, you can't see. You're supposed to walk into love, not fall in love. So you have to give your time time. Study, know that you trust the person. Hallelujah. Make sure, you see, can I give you an advice? You see, in marriage, in marriage, your heart, your heart is supposed to follow your mind. Not the reverse. Your heart is supposed to follow your mind. Use your mind and let your heart follow it. Not the reverse. Your, your mind is not supposed to follow your heart. Because when your heart goes first, you can lose your mind. Hallelujah. That is why it's, that's why I said that your heart is broken. Because your heart left first. Your mind should have gone first. And let your heart follow. Are you hearing me? I say your mind should go first. In other words, yes, you like him and everything, but use your mind. And then when your mind is okay, then your heart follows. Don't send your heart first. Because when you send your heart first, it can easily get broken. My heart is broken because your heart went without your mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because trust is very important. And you cannot build anything meaningful without trust. Amen. Hallelujah. So, what I want to share with us is betrayal, okay, or treason. It's, 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 somebody trusted you. Hallelujah. And then you betray the person's trust. That is, why, that is the reason why relationships don't work. Marriage, I keep coming back to marriage because marriage is based on trust. When trust is broken, that is the reason why most marriages cannot recover after infidelity. Even though the person says, I may have forgiven you, because of that broken trust, they still, 
Are you hearing me? And also, that is even the more important reason why, as a Christian, as a Christian, if you are not, if as a Christian, if you are in a relationship and you are not married yet, don't sleep with the person. Don't commit fornication. Because you see, when you commit fornication with the person, later on when you marry the person, it's like this person is not sure whether. I'm preaching. I've been a pastor for too long. Because they see the guy now begin to think that if you, you were able to disobey the word of God with me, what else can you do? So you're sleeping with him during the relationship can actually affect the marriage later on because he is not sure. But if once you were in the relationship, every time he attempted to sleep with you, you said no. You said no. After you get married, when you travel, he knows that this person does not sleep around. Don't break the trust. Amen. Hallelujah. So betrayal, trust is broken. You know, and it's very painful. You see, it's very painful for somebody you, you love and you trust to betray you. And that's what happened to Jesus Christ. When you read the book of the Psalms, Psalm 55. Psalm 55 from verse 12. Let's read Psalm 55. He said that, this is the, the prophetic betrayal. This is prophecy in the Bible. Psalms, the prophecy about how Jesus Christ will be betrayed. He says that, for it was not an enemy that reproached me. It wasn't my enemy. It was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I will have hid myself from him. Next verse 13. But it was thou, a man my equal, my guide, and my acquaintance, my friend. The one I trusted. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Hallelujah. Come back here. Verse 12. It says... This is, this is the prophetic betrayal. It says, it was not an enemy. Let me tell you something. You are more careful to avoid your an enemy. And you see, if you know that this person, this person is your enemy, you are not likely to give yourself to the person. Hallelujah. It says it was not an enemy. Most of the time, the people that they, you know they don't like you anyway, you don't go near them. This is, I'm talking about the pain. The pain. The pain of betrayal. This was talking about the betrayal of Christ. Judas was not an enemy. We used to go to church together. We used to sing together. We used to eat together. My friend. Somebody I knew very well. Somebody I thought I trusted. Listen, an acquaintance, because let me tell you something. The, the reason why betrayal is dangerous is that it comes from somebody you trust. 
Because if, look, half an enemy, you know that this guy doesn't like me anyway. This guy does not like me. So you keep your distance anyway. Hallelujah. But the Bible says it was, it was not an enemy. My friend, we go to church together. Hallelujah. Yeah. Judas knew Jesus Christ very well. He was a friend. He was one of the company. That is why the betrayal is painful. Yeah. It was not an enemy. It wasn't a stranger. Look, a stranger is not likely to harm you because you are always on your guard. Somebody you don't like is unlikely to do you damage because you don't trust him. Usually the damage comes from the trust. Hallelujah. It was not an enemy. It was somebody I trusted. Jesus said, this is because Judas was in the company. He used to go with them. Back and forth. They used to do things together. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. It is painful to backbite. It is painful to betray people's trust. You know, we are now part of the QFC, the Kodesh family of churches. And one of the qualifications of being in the Kodesh is that he does not, he, he does not speak evil against his neighbor. So those of you who have been gossiping about your neighbor, you're not qualified to be a member of this church. Now that we are Kodesh family, one of the qualifications is that slander and backbiting is not allowed. So if you're going to talk behind people, then you don't qualify to be a member. I say, if you're going to speak behind people, then you do not qualify to be a member. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's so painful people you trust. People you have helped. People you have given to. And then they turn around. And they stab you. Hallelujah. Judas knew Christ. They were in the same company. Hallelujah. In fact, when you look at Luke chapter 22, go back to Luke 22, verse 48. Luke 22, 48. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, see, Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss? Judas, let me ask you, who do you kiss? Who do you kiss? Will you kiss a stranger? Who do you kiss? A friend. Close. The one that is close. Who do you kiss? So the fact that he betrayed Jesus Christ with a kiss means he was close. Betrays thou the son of man with a kiss. And this is, prob- this is probably what happened. Jesus was, you see, we see a lot of drawings about Jesus. But in actual fact, he was not, he was not any extraordinary looking. He was not any extraordinary looking. He was just like any other Jewish man. So the people who were come to catch him, they couldn't tell who it was. So they need somebody to identify him. So Judas said, watch the one that I kiss. 
And the only reason why he was able to kiss Christ because they were close. Because you don't kiss a stranger. You don't kiss a stranger. You don't kiss somebody you don't know. You kiss somebody you trust. Yeah. Betrayal. This is the pain of betrayal. Close associate. Somebody will know. You see, it is, let me be honest with you. Sometimes when people say they can't trust again, you don't have to blame them. Sometimes when people say, I can't trust anybody again, you don't have to blame them. You don't know how much they have been betrayed. You don't know how much they have been hurt. Sometimes you can hear people say, look, from today, I will not help anybody again. You don't know what they have gone through. There is usually a reason. Because you don't know who had betrayed them. Sometimes you say, well, look, this is the last time I will help anybody like this. You, and so, I mean, be kind, forgive, but you don't. You see, it may not be right, but there's a reason. This is the last time I will smile with this person again. You don't know what they have done in the past. This is the last time. Something so. This is the last time I will be hospitable to anybody. Nobody's come to stay in my house again. And so you are wicked. You are me. You don't understand who has betrayed them. They opened their house to somebody and the person betrayed them. Do you hear me? And you hear people say that me and a woman, that's it. Me, woman, marriage, that is it. Me and woman, me go marry again. Marriage, woman. And you say, oh, why, why? You don't know. It is because of things like that. That's why people have all these type of slogans. Fear woman and live long. You see? <laughs> when people start writing things like, fear woman and live long. You don't know what women have done to them before. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I know somebody who married a woman. As soon as the woman entered here, they too took everything from the guy and disappeared. The guy is broken hearted up to now. Almost 10, 15 years, he cannot marry again. When he sees a woman, say, this one, you see, in his mind, a woman is as deadly as a snake. Are you hearing me? That's why it's why. It's, it, it comes from things like that. People's trust have been betrayed. Why do doesn't want to help anybody again? And you see why some women are also afraid of men. Because the guy was just a useless guy that you tried to bring. And now that you have brought him into your house, now he's going to give you instructions and misbehave. So there's a reason for that. Why people become so paranoid? There's a reason for the paranoia. It's not right, but there's a reason for it. Hallelujah. I once was talking to a family friend. It was a family meeting, a family friend. And we're just talking about marriages. And then, I think somebody, was, somebody joked that, oh, he's going to marry from a particular region of the world. A region of the world. 
And this lady is a Christian. Somebody who believes the Bible. Somebody who knows, because I believe the Bible. I believe that in Christ, there is no male or female. There's no Jew or Gentiles. There's no white or black. In Christ, we are all saved. That's what I believe. I believe that in Christ, there's no Japanese, there's no African, there's no American. In Christ, we have all been bought with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So real Christianity is, a real Christian is not a racist. So nobody should use race to preach Christianity. In Christ, there is no male, there's no female, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I'm talking about this family friend. So that somebody said, oh, I've met somebody in, in this part of the world that I want to marry. This Christian sister suddenly became furious. And I was like, why is he so angry? He said, never over my dead body would any of my children marry from that part of the world. Hey, I was shocked. Say, what is this? Suddenly, this loving sister who cares about everybody now became agitated. So a little bit found out, why, why was he so angry? Then I got to know there was a reason. She had married somebody from that part of the world. There was a reason. And even had ch- children with that guy. One day, she went to work and came back. The guy was nowhere to be found. Just like that. Totally disappeared. Left no notes. Nothing. It was quite traumatic. She thought maybe somebody had kidnapped the guy or the guy is dead or something. No, no, no. So after many, a uh, couple of months investigation, found out that the guy has gone back to where he comes from. And all along, while she was married to her in another part of the world, she had another wife back home. So you can see why she would say that. Never. So all along, even though the guy came to marry her and had kids with her, the guy had another wife. So when you mention that part of the world, she gets agitated. There's a reason. I said, there's a reason. Sometimes people react in a way and you condemn them, but there's a reason for the way they react because they have been betrayed before. There's treason. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Yeah, there's a reason. Amen. Because you can only kiss somebody you are close to. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Yeah. That's the reason. And I'm sure the disciples were. So that night, you see, that night, when Jesus said, watch the one that I'm going to put bread in the soup and put in his mouth. He's the one. I'm sure the disciples, John, because John was very close to him. Because John, asked, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me on Thursday night, and, okay, 2,000 years ago. That's what I'm preaching. This message happened on a Thursday night because the crucifixion happened on Friday. That's why I'm preaching this message tonight so that you can get a real picture. 
So, yes, it's more like I'm acting what happened. So, they sat at the Passover, because when I went to Israel, I went to, I went, when I went to Israel, one day we should also go to Israel. I said, one day you go to Israel. When I went to Israel, I went to look at the Passover, where they had the, where they had the Passover meal. I went there, we saw it. It's a, a small room. So, that night, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. And John was sitting very close to him. And John said, what? Are you sure? He said, yeah. So John was, John was confused because John loved Jesus. John had put his head on his chest. So John said, John said who, is, who would that be? Then Jesus said, watch. I am going to put a piece of bread in the soup. The one I'm going to give to him. So he put a piece of bread in the soup. I don't want to give it to anybody here before you become like a Judas. But let's say Judas was, let's say Judas was sitting here. Judas is a microphone. He gives the bread to Judas. Then Judas eats it. And they were shocked. And suddenly then he left. I'm sure the disciples could not believe. That what? We're all sitting and eating. For real? All this time? A perfect pretender? And he kept the money? Are you hearing me? Oh, they were shocked. But you see, let me tell you something. In life, okay, in life, you don't need only a John. You need a Judas. Everybody needs a John and a Judas. That's my message. I say in life, you don't only need a John. You also need what? A Judas. Everybody needs a John and a Judas. Yeah, in life. In life. And I'll show you. Because without a Judas, you will never go to the cross. Without a Judas, you will not go to the cross. So you need a Judas. Ask your neighbor, are you my Judas? Ask the person, are you my Judas or my John? <laughs> I said, ask your neighbor, are you my Judas or my John? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, in life. In life, you need a Judas and a John. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to you. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is because the question we need to ask ourselves is what makes somebody become a Judas? Why did Judas betray Christ? What made someone become a Judas? Because mind you, he was among the twelve. Okay? And the Bible said before Jesus Christ picked them, he prayed all night. He did not pick Judas randomly. He prayed. So it means like all along he was a good guy. So what happened? So it was not that he was born that way. If he was born that way, when Jesus prayed, he would not have picked him. He prayed. He prayed. So a Judas, is, you see what I'm trying to say that a Judas... A, a, a Judas is not, 
It's usually somebody who was good to you some time ago and changes. Because it was not like that. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed before he chose him. So what, what happened? What makes people Judas? What makes people Judas? What makes the same guy that you love, the same guy who said that, oh honey, you are my sweetheart, you can have my credit card, I can buy you a Benz, suddenly he turns around and doesn't want to see your face. What makes somebody a Judas? What happened? Hallelujah. Go to, is she? Luke 22, 3. This is what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Then entered Satan what? This is the reason. Prior to the devil entering him, he was a good guy. This is the, this is the turning point. Then Satan entered into Judas, saying name is Carol, being the number of the twelve. The turning point came when Satan entered him. Up until that point, he was a good guy. So if you want to ask me what makes somebody a Judas, what makes somebody a Judas is when the devil enters into the person. That is why you have to prevent Satan from entering into you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. That's why you have to prevent. Yeah. You have to fight so that the devil does not enter into you. Amen. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. The Bible said that the thief cometh not but to kill, but to steal, to kill and to destroy. When the devil enters into you, he will destroy you. Hallelujah. Because from that time, he changed. Are you getting the message? The reason why he became Judas was the devil entered into him. Amen. Yeah. That's what it is. That's why, he be, that, that, that's why his was treason. And that was the beginning of his downfall. You see, you can sin. There are a lot of mistakes. See, we all make mistakes. We all do things that are, that are not right. But you know, we can overlook it. But betrayal is high treason. Say with me, high treason. Say high treason. You know, Judas was not the one who made a mistake. Peter was lying. Thomas, you all did all sorts of But none of them. None of them. Did Jesus Christ say, it would have been better if he was not born. Hallelujah. Betrayal. Just like in the church. You know, some people sleep around. They kiss, they fornicate, they lie. It's a sin, but we can overlook it. But when you begin to betray your pastor, or your, that's, that's another level. Are you hearing me? Satan has entered into you. All the other ones, it's your flesh. I mean, trying to squeeze that breast when you're not supposed to squeeze it. It's not, it's not a devil, it's your flesh. What you have to bind is your flesh. Not, don't, say, don't say, I bind you, Satan. I bind you, my flesh. That's not Satan. 
This is what Satan entered into him. Betrayal. This betrayal. Disloyalty. Handing over the one who has helped you to be persecuted. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Satan entered into him. God bless you. When Satan has entered into him, that's what happened. Betrayal. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, what makes Judas Judas? That's when Satan entered into him. Amen. I'm preaching to you about what makes, why Jesus, Jesus betrayed, Judas betrayed Christ. And therefore, we have to be careful. Because, you see, all the mistakes that they made, I mean, Judas was not the only person who did sin. Peter lied, you know, Thomas said, I don't know him. But they were all forgiven. Just like in the church. Some people will kiss, they'll fornicate, they will do things like that. All can be forgiven by the pastor. But when you betray the man of God, the pastor, that is a high treason. That one, a lot of your sins is your flesh, it's not the devil. But this one is the devil. Being angry, I won't talk to you again, it's your mood, your anger, that's not the devil. But when the devil enters into you, it leads to betrayal. You begin to hand over the very thing that has been a blessing to you to be persecuted. That's high treason. Hallelujah. High treason. Then Satan entered into him. Now, oh, you know, it's a very, are you hearing what I'm preaching? I, I, I want to give possible reasons why the devil was able to enter into Judas. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because why did the devil not enter into Peter, John, Bartholomew? Why? Because Jesus Christ said, Jesus Christ said that the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. The prince of this world cometh, but what? Has what? Has what? It means that the devil cannot enter you if he has nothing in you. So if the devil enters you, he must have something in you. It means that Satan did not find any access in Peter. He did not find any access in John. He did not find any access in, but he found access in Judas. There was something about Judas that attracted the devil. Hallelujah. May you not be a Judas. I said, may you not be a Judas. Hallelujah. Now, why do people betray? What, what, what probably happened? Possible reasons. You see, Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. Matthew 24, 10. This is, Jesus Christ is speaking. And then shall many be offended. And, and then shall many be what? Many shall be what? And, and what, what does the offend lead? And shall what? And shall what? And shall do what? Betray one another and shall what? Hate. And then shall many be offended. And once the offense comes, it leads to betrayal and hate. Are you hearing me, church? And then, so, probably, the reason why Satan found access 
in Judas is because Judas was offended. Because offense leads to betrayal. When you are hurt, when you are offended, then the very thing that seems to be a blessing, now you betray it. Then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. Amen. Yeah. Church, I want to say that, look, probably, Judas, I can give you two possibilities. One was offended and two was disappointed. Disappointed. You see, I'm giving you the reason why people betray. Disappointed. I am sure, Felicia, when, he joined, when, he, when Jesus Christ came to town, and Jesus Christ called you and he joined, and before then he had seen Jesus Christ feed the 5,000, do the miracles, he thought, Charlie, this is, a go- this is great. We are about to make it big. We are making it big in this church. We are making it big in this ministry. But as the years go by, and he was watching, and he asked Jesus Christ, where are we going to sleep tonight? And Jesus said, bears half nests, foxes half holes. The son of man has no... Hey, you mean you have, you have nowhere to sleep? After all these years? Look, I did not sign up for this, okay? <laughs> Disappointed. This is not what I signed up for. I'm telling the reason why people betray. I did not join this ministry for this. I did not sign up for this. I've been in this church for X amount of years. Where's my husband? I didn't sign up for that. Where's my job? It's not coming. Where's the child that uh, you said I'll have when I join the church? Where is it? Disappointed. Probably. He was disappointed. Certain expectations were not met. And probably began to grumble. Began to complain. Was not satisfied. Was not satisfied. I didn't sign up for this. That's not what I bargained for. Isn't that the reason why some, some, even some women leave their husbands? I did not sign up for this. I, I, I thought when he was marrying me, he was going to take care of me. I didn't know that he was as broke as this. I didn't sign up. I'm out. <laughs> Betrayal. High treason. Because that's not what I signed up for. Rap, rap, no, honestly. I cannot be in this marriage. It's too tough. Rap. There's nothing in the house. I got to provide for everything. No, I didn't sign up for this. No, I did not sign up for this. No, 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 no. This one I can't do. Because when you are going, you are going for some, you think it was going to be smooth, it's going to be nice, it's going to buy a nice house. But as you are seeing, you are the one who is, you the wife rather is the one who is bringing the money. So the boy said, no, 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 no. I didn't sign up for this. No, no, no. Disappointed. Yeah. I know someone who married a woman and he left. True story, I'm telling you. And when I asked him why he divorced, he said, look, the woman deceived him. I said, why? He said, I thought she was rich. <laughs> the person told me. He said, I thought she was rich. I said, I 
It's not for real. It's a rap. I tell you. Before we got married, when I used to see her around the car, I thought she was rich. But when I married, I found that she was broke. It was all pretense. She left. I did not sign up for this. I did not sign up for this. Disappointed. You see, Judas was disappointed. I'm sure she was not happy. You see, that, that, that discontent, not being happy with what you have, you see, which even led to him being a thief. Because the Bible says, when, when, you see, it, was, it is that same discontent. When the woman came to break the alabaster box, he began to, he was, he was not happy. When the woman broke the alabaster box, he was saying that last week we have to struggle to pay rent. You have just wasted. <laughs> we can't even rent a place. Today we are <laughs> We are working. We can't even rent a place. We are sleeping in a boat. We are sleeping uh, this thing. And there's money. There's, somebody has brought money. Can't you use common sense? Today we are having an all night in the Bronx. Tomorrow we are meeting with a reverend. Can't you see? <laughs> All night in the brush, Reverend. Can't you see? And you keep on giving money to healing Jesus in Africa. We are also broke here, you know. <laughs> I'm preaching. Yes. Yeah. Eh? Every time so, yeah, uh, let's support the church building in Konongo. Let's, when we also get our own church building, Reverend, why? Spirit of Judas. Yeah. Discontent. He was very, the guy was upset. He said, Look, last week, we have to borrow somebody's boat for you to preach. Somebody has brought money. <laughs> he just broke the oil and just put it on your legs. Not even on your head, your legs. My foot indeed. Yeah, discontented. You see, and that's what leads to betrayal. You're not happy. You see, a lot of people, you see, and, and, and I pray to you that you'll be happy. As I pray for you that you'll be happy. As I pray for you that you'll be happy. Because let me tell you something. If you are really to analyze yourself and look at your life carefully, you are blessed. I say you are blessed. If you are to take a good look at where you are now, I can say that you are blessed. It's time you take a practical look. Because you are far better off than many people. Yeah. If you look at the well, you are, you are far prosperous. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we look at ourselves as our church, we are blessed. Even though Konongo must have a building, we are meeting in Manhattan. Look at the cathedral, the serial line. you shoot a video here and send it back home, you know how they'll be jealous? Yeah. So we are blessed. Look at it. So, you see, be content. Tell your neighbor, be content. You are blessed. God has blessed us. Daniel, do you understand what I'm saying? Be content. God has blessed you. Hallelujah. You may not have everything that you want. But God has blessed you. Juliet, God has blessed you. Many people would like to be you.
One time, Bishop came to America, and then he was going back to Ghana, JFK, and a few, some guys went to see, a few of us went to see him off. And then, as you know, the last point, the security, the last checkpoint that when you go to that, people cannot follow you anymore. When he entered, he turned his back and said, you guys be happy. Then he, said, he said, why? He said, look, I just came from a country where 25 million are queuing to come to where you are. I just came from a country where 25 million people are standing at the embassy, wanting to come to where you are, and you are here and you are not happy. And what he's saying is true. If I, I'm sure if I go to the American embassy in Gabon, people are sleeping there. Many of them. What is it, Francis? They are fasting and praying. So, and you are here. You have to be happy. You are blessed. You have to be happy. You are blessed. Yeah. Rachel, if I go to Burkina now, at the American embassy at Burkina, what do you think I'll see? A very a lot of people. Huh? Russian type. Yes, Russian type. Your type, plenty. You say you almost say you are Russian type. A lot of them. It's, what is trying to say that you are not unique? <laughs> so you should be happy. You are blessed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. And it's true. Plenty. Amen. So you are blessed, Rachel. You are blessed. Be content. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no reason why you should be unhappy in Christ. Are you hearing me? Yes. You are blessed. So that is one reason. Amen. It was disappointed. And of course, the second reason was. It's obvious. Offense. Offense. Somewhere along the line, I think he was hurt. Amen. Yeah, he was hurt. Somewhere along the line, he was hurt. Yeah. Offense. Look, learn to work on your head, so. Learn to work on your heads and your wounds. If you allow them to stay, they will become a gateway for the devil to enter. And when Satan enters, you are finished. The turning point of Judas came when the devil entered. So anything that will make the devil enter into you, watch it. And I'm talking about two things. Disappointments in life, not being happy, and then offense. Hallelujah. Yeah. Offense. Offense. Offense in church. That's why you are so redrawn. Offense in marriage. That's why you are redrawn. You don't talk to your husband anymore. You don't talk to your wife anymore. You're offended. You're offended in the church. I have nothing to say about anything anymore in the church. You are redrawn. It is redrawn. Because you see, the offense leads to redrawal and isolation. Hallelujah. Every time people are offended, it's like, that's it. That's it. I'm hurt. It leads to redrawal and isolation. That's the offense. 
and but the moment don't forget that's why you have to watch animal channel the moment you are redrawn and isolated you become a prey for the lion for the lion the reason why you don't come to church anymore because you are hit the reason why you don't talk to him anymore because you are hit the reason why you have nothing to say about anything anymore you are hit and let me tell you something like I started preaching, there's a good reason why you are hurt. Hallelujah. That's why I started saying that betrayal. Somebody you trust. Yes, somebody you trust lets you down. A, 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 a brother in the church lets you down. A sister in the church lets you down. Sometimes even the pastor lets you down. Your husband lets you down. Your wife lets you down. I mean, sometimes you even recommend somebody to do something and the person disgraces you. Hates offenses. Sometimes you open up your... You see, there's, there is nothing more painful. I mean, give me your hand. You see, as you are giving me your hand, give me your hand. What you are expecting from me is this. Isn't that what you are expecting? Give me your hand again. I'm sorry. Yeah. Have you seen? What's a good demonstration? Have you seen? So from, from that time, you will never... Because you are expecting a welcome hand, not a smack. How many times have you opened up your heart to somebody and what you get was rather a smack? I'm preaching. But the Bible says, consider him who endured the contradiction of sinners. Contradiction. What I did to my is a contradiction. He was expecting a handshake, but what she got was this. It's a contradiction. Contrary to expectation. Hallelujah. So you are hurt. So you are redrawn. But I want to tell you something. Even though it's a good reason for you to be hurt, it, once you are offended and you don't work on it, you are giving the devil a key to enter. And when he enters, you are on your way to becoming Judas. Why did Judas betray Christ? Hallelujah. So even though you are hurt and you are offended, let me tell you something. The fact that somebody, you trusted somebody and you were betrayed, that's no mean you should stop trusting. Keep on trusting. I say keep on trusting. If you betray me, that's no mean I should not help her. I should keep, help her. Even if she betrays me, it doesn't matter. I will help him. If you help me, I will keep on trusting. So you don't stop trusting because you're hurt. You keep on trusting. You keep on helping. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't say because. Don't say, stop using those proverbs. Once bitten, twice shy. What verse is that? There's no verse in the Bible said one bitten, twice shy. Let's keep on trusting. Keep on loving. You help somebody, they may not appreciate it, but you don't stop helping. You keep on helping. 
Church, are you here with me? On this, this Holy Thursday? Yeah, keep on trusting. People will always hate you, but you don't stop. Even a pastor may hate you. I did help some pastors some time ago, and he betrayed my task. So nowadays, I don't trust Ghanaian pastors. I'm sorry. Keep on trusting. Yeah. I see. Hallelujah. Because when you don't work on the offense, you have given the devil a key. And when he enters, you are on your way to becoming a Judas. Then Satan entered into Judas, called Iscariot. So don't let offense and hurt. This is the, I will never join any ministry in this church again. No. Why? Ah! Me. Ah, look, I feel it. Me. Me. I should go and bring someone, I should go and let somebody come and stay in my house. Over my dead body. Because you brought somebody into your house and the person betrayed you. No. Another person maker who needs help. Don't stop helping. Keep on trusting. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. Keep on trusting. You have a reason. You see, I can tell you, you have a reason for your hurt and your offense. But you know, but you know, I'll tell you something tonight. Instead of saying that I won't help again, I won't trust again, I'm not going to let myself go again. Instead of having that attitude, rather, you should thank God for the Judas. The church is quiet. Rather, you should be happy the person betrayed you. Hmm. I said, rather, rather, instead of saying that I will not help again, rather you should thank God for the Judas. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Habit. You see, your wisdom, you see, I, I'm, I'm not trying to show you the difference between the worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom means that once bitten, twice shy. It is worldly wisdom that says that even a fool's testicle, they step on it once. <laughs> it's like even a fool, once you step on a testicle once, you will not give you a chance to step on it again. That's worldly wisdom. Even a fool's testicle, you are allowed to step on it once. Because once somebody steps on your scrotum once, you don't put it down again. Worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom that tells you fear woman and live long. Worldly wisdom. But the Bible said, habit, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to nuts. That wisdom comes to zero. 
Worldly wisdom is that, listen to me, you can't trust this woman again. Enough is enough. Worldly wisdom is the one saying, you can't trust this man again. Enough is enough. Worldly wisdom. You cannot be, worldly wisdom is, is the one that said, you cannot be a doormat forever. It's time to stand up and fight for your right. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Worldly wisdom. Enough. Stand up. You cannot be a doormat forever. Yeah. That comes to note. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. This is the mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. This wisdom is for our glory. It's for our beautification. It's for our exaltation. This wisdom is hidden wisdom. So glory means beauty. Exaltation. It means that this type of wisdom promotes us. And what is this type of wisdom? Verse 8. Which, you see, this is the wisdom. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If they knew that by crucifying him, he's going to get a name that is above every name, he's going to be exalted, they would not have done it. If they knew it. For they will not have done it. If they knew that by nailing him and putting him down, they are rather promoting him, they will not have done it. That is why you must thank God for that boy who rejected you. Because if he had not, you would not have risen. Tell your neighbor, thank God for your Judas. Go for your Judas. Because if they knew, if they, if they didn't know. They didn't know that by betraying him or crucifying him, they are now going to give him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of that name, do you think they, they had that in mind? If they knew, they would not have done it. Thank God for your Judas. Again, thank God for your Judas. If only they knew that by doing that, they are going to promote you, they would not have done it. So instead of being angry, say, I won't help again. Rather, thank God for your Judas. Thank God for your Judas. Thank God. Just thank God for your Judas. The people who broke your trust, thank God for them. If they had known. If they know that by their action, he is going to earn a name above every name. You see, before the cross, before the cross, he had a name. But the name was not above every name. The name about, the uh, demons were not bowing. They began to bow after the cross. If they know, they would not have done it. If they know that by rejecting you, by betraying you, by, by not agreeing with you, they are rather going to promote you. That is why you must thank God for your Judas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm preaching to you. Thank God for your Judas. Because if they knew, they would not have done it. Because their aim is not to promote you, but somehow, by betraying you, you got promoted. Thank God for your Judas. 
I said, thank God for your Judas. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank God for your Judas. If they knew. If they knew. Hallelujah. Yeah. So don't be bitter. Don't say I'm not going to help again. Don't say I can't trust again. Tell your neighbor, keep on trusting. Say, keep on loving. Say, keep on loving. I want to hear you say, keep on loving. Keep on trusting. Listen to me. You don't get a name. Okay? You, you don't get a name unless you have gone through the wounds and offenses and has overcome it. Oh, did somebody hear me? I say you don't get a name, okay? Jesus got a name after going through the wounds and offenses and overcoming it. Hallelujah. So if you, if you don't, if you are unable to overcome the wounds and the offenses, you don't get a name. The name comes after you have gone through the wounds and the offenses and has overcome it. You don't get a name. You don't get a name. A name means promotion, exaltation. They don't come unless you have gone through the wounds and the hurts. And has what? That's why I say keep on trusting. Keep on loving. And thank God for your Judas. I say, and thank God for your Judas. For if they had known. You know? Does anybody know sign language? Anybody know sign language? I hope you can Google. Do you have internet here? If you can Google for me. Does anybody know sign language? Nobody knows sign language? You, Julius, you know a little bit. Who knows sign language? Nobody knows. Oh, Google. Show me the, the sign language. When, when the deaf and dumb, when they, when they are saying Jesus, the sign they use for Jesus. Yeah, that's, you're right. Yeah, stand up. Yeah, you're right. What's the sign? That's, that's it. Google it. I'll show it on the screen. Yeah. What did they do? They do this. They do this. Let me start so you all can see me. This is the sign language for Jesus. See, when a deaf and dumb person is giving a sign about Jesus, this is what they do. Yeah, you are right. They do this. This is the sign for Jesus. The sign for Jesus that they use is not the glory or the crown, but the nail through his hands. That's why the deaf and dumb recruit Jesus. This is what he's recognized by the nail. So they do this. Talking, referring to the nail-pierced hands. He's not, they, they, don't, they don't do a sign of somebody, a king. They do this. This is the sign of Jesus. The king of glory. So when, when, when a, a dead person is talking about Jesus, he does this. And, and this refers to the nail-pierced hands. Without the piercing of the hands, without the cross, without enduring this, he will not be the king of glory. Without and going through the wounds and the hurts and overcoming, you will not have a name. That is why the deaf people do this. Yeah. The Son of God is identified by this. Yeah. That's, that's a sign language. So when you see someone who, 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 is there, who, who talk about Jesus, just do this. You know you are talking about Jesus. Yeah, this is it. This is Jesus. This is how they... Sign language. Representing the nail. 
That went through him. You want the glory? You want the power? But you are hurt by a Judas? No. You should thank God for a Judas. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church, on this Holy Thursday, I want us to pray. Like I said, it's a short prayer. You cannot have the name without overcoming the hurts and the offenses. As we enter this holy week, in this solemn atmosphere, remembering that the Jesus Christ is identified by this and that. And that none of this and that should make you draw back. I want us to pray that you may, you will overcome every offense. May you not become a victim of offenses. Stand up to your feet and let's pray. For a short while. Pray. Let's pray for offenses. Offenses and disappointments. Pray against offenses and disappointments. Whatever has hurt you, whatever has disappointed you, whatever has made you bitter, tonight, on this holy Saturday, on this holy Thursday, pray that Lord help me. Kandali ama sondori mama. Jendeli ama manimi kondori baba. Me kandali ama sondori baba ni kandari baba. Oh, kandari ama mama. Ma jendeli ama mama mama. Let it go, let it go. Ma shandali baba. Rather thank God for thank God for the betrayal. Thank God for the betrayal. Thank God for the betrayal. Me kandali ama sondori ama manimi kondori ama mama 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 sondori baba. Ma kandali ama mama sondori ama mama mama. I'm forgiven because you were also pray. We are still praying. Pray that you will not be a Judas. Pray that you will not be a Judas. Pray for yourself. Jesus said, Peter, I prayed for you. Satan has desired to sift you, but I prayed for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because you died and rose again, oh. I'm forgiven, and I'm forgiven. Oh Jesus! Because you are forsaken, why did he betray Christ? I'm accepted. Why did he betray Jesus? You because Satan forgiven. had him from offenses and, and disappointment. My Bible says, give the devil no place. Give the devil no place. Pray against offenses. Heads and wounds. This is the Holy Week. This is the Holy Week. This is the Holy Week. Let's remember what he did. And be like Jesus. And not like Judas. May we be like Jesus. And join the cross. And not like Judas. I'm never to overcome offense and hurt. I know it's true. Oh, Jesus. And it's my joy to honor you. Oh, Jesus. In all I do. Oh. I honor you. In all I do. Let me 
forgiven because, because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, I'm accepted. You were condemned, and I'm alive and well. The Spirit lives within me because you die. Sing, I'm forgiven. Because you were forsaken For the hurts and the wounds And I'm accepted The pain, we let it go And you we were overcome. We shall not become agents for the devil And I'm alive We will not allow Satan to enter the spirit lives within And none of us shall become a Judas because To betray the trust To betray the trust that was in once put in us Thank you tonight. Place your heart on your heart. Place your hand on your heart and pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We overcome every hate, every offense. Father, we cannot stop trusting. May we not be like Judas. Who was unable to overcome hurts and offense? May offenses and hurts not be found in us, which will give the devil access to us. And Father, we pray for ourselves also. Deliver us from becoming Judases. People who betray trust. May we not betray the trust of those who have helped us, those who have labored for us. May we never betray the trust of our friends and our relatives. Those who have committed their life to us, may we not betray their trust. Deliver us from becoming Judas. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That yea, as Jesus was identified with the nail through his hands, may we overcome every nail that has gone through our hands. Thank you for the spirit of the overcomer. Father, on this special Holy Saturday, Holy Thursday. We stand in your presence asking for forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins. Asking that you wash away every bitterness and every hatred and every unforgiveness. Father, even the things that we have said about others that are not right, we are asking for forgiveness. And help us to trust, to love one another. To overcome. For he that overcometh shall be given a name. Thank you for the spirit of the overcomer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Before I sit down, for a brief moment, please close your eyes. If you are here, you are not born again. Anybody is here, you are not born again, you are not saved. This is why Jesus Christ came to the earth. Judas was necessary so that he can go on Calvary and die. So that you and I will have our salvation. Don't let the blood of Jesus go to waste. So tonight, 
you are not saved, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Christ, please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Anybody? Young or old? It's very important. You are not saved. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary. By your stripes, we were healed. And the, and, and, and the blood that you shed on Calvary, our sins were washed away. We thank you for salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. And let's get our second offering ready. As we get ready to leave here, sing for me. I'm, for, I'm forgiven again. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com.